You are listening to the Mead Musings Podcast, the platform we talk about disabilities, critical illnesses and mental health. This podcast is hosted by a resilient critical illness survivor. Sit back and listen to truly inspiring men and women share their journey, struggles, pains, and strategies for excelling in life despite debilitating circumstances. Welcome to another episode of the Meet Musings podcast. Today, I have a special guest who is someone that is also passionate about breaking stigmas on disabilities, and uh, she's also a podcaster. So welcome to the Meet Musings podcast. Uh, we leave you to give us a full introduction, my guest. Okay, all right, sure. Hello, everybody, and thank you for inviting me on this program. I listen to your podcast from time to time when I'm free because I, I need to learn from other people and, you know, meet their guests and all of that. So it's a really interesting show and I would encourage you all out there to take the time out to listen to this program. It's awesome. Thank yes. you. So oh. my name is Princess Tia, but my right name, my first and last name is Tonika Williams. That's T-O-N-I-K-A. Williams and I'm from Kingston, Jamaica in the Caribbean. My professional name is Princess Tia slash Diva and those two names have a powerful meaning. I'm 25 years of age. I was born on the 18th of May. My favorite color is pink. My hobbies, <laughs> my hobbies when I'm not in front of the microphone are sleeping, eating food, Watching television, reading, surfing the net, talking to people, spending time on this brand new iPhone I got last year. <laughs> yes. Wow. Thank you so much for that introduction. I like that. Yes, you do like my, I'm actually wearing pink as, you, as I speak. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite color. Everything in my house at one point could have been pink. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yeah. yeah and you said you also like talking to people yes that's why you are an amazing podcaster because i also listen to your podcast and it's so interesting yes you always have awesome guests and you're passionate about helping people you showcase their talent so i love your podcast i actually follow you on a few social media platforms as well so that's very good so, by the way, you said the names that you use, Princess Deva, they yes, do ma'am. have special meanings. What's the meanings for them? All right. So, I will be getting my bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship. And during one of my years of university, I was going through some situations. And one of those blind guys said to me, you know, you should be called Deva. I said, Why? because you're just so determined you're independent you're vibes you're awesome at what you do I say okay fine and from that the whole entire campus the whole entire campus even people I don't know they're like diva I'm like how do you know my name I don't even know you like well we hear about you and then (laughs) princess Tia there was a show a Disney channel show called sister sister Tia and Tamara So I was in Canada back in 2006, 2007, visiting some relatives, Toronto, Canada. And one of my cousins and I, we were playing the show Sister, Sister. So I'm Tia the smart one. She's Tamara the dumb one. (laughs) So I'm always 
thinking smart stuff, technology-wise, everything and as such. That name res- uh, resonates with me. So Princess Tia means P, pretty. R, <laughs> I'm real. I, I'm intelligent. Oh, C, pretty. I'm cute. Oh, just, 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 just slow down. Pretty, <laughs> real, intelligent. Yes. Yeah, C stands it. for cute. Cute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, because uh, back in high school, there was a student choice awards, and one of the category was uh, cute. most cute female, most cute female, <laughs> best, <laughs> pretty female, and I won it. Oh wow! Do you know that's one thing we share in common? Back in university days, this was like. Mm-hmm. I don't want Miss Cute for my <laughs> university. <laughs> so we share common backgrounds. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> so so C stands for cute. Mm-hmm. E stands for emailing. I'm always emailing somebody. Oh. I'm always emailing somebody. You never email me? Well, <laughs> Well, because we found each other on Messenger. Well, we messaged on our Messenger. <laughs> and E also stands for eating. I'm always trying something new. Oh, right. Some new food. <laughs> so, <laughs> so S stands for sweet. I'm a sweetheart. I have a heart oh. for people. I think about people more than myself. I know. Yes. And the other S stands for speaker i'm a motivational speaker i'm always talking to somebody i'm always speaking everywhere my parents are like you can't be quiet for one minute (laughs) they're like shut up (laughs) i love that yeah (laughs) so the t stands for talented i i can sing i can dance i can play the piano wow yes (laughs) I wish I was recording this on video now. <laughs> the I stands for independent. Yes, yeah. independent. Because I didn't go to school for the blind like all those others who went, who, all those who were blind or vision impaired. Um, I went through a regular school system. So I had that hands-on activity in terms of I'm always practical. I'm always teaching myself how to do stuff. That's how in the, the independence came about. Mm-hmm. And A stands for always confident in whatever I do. Oh, I love that. Princess Tia, you are really a princess Tia. Because I'm saying, yes, you're pretty, you're real, you're intelligent, you're cute, you email, and you say you love eating. You're actually a sweetheart because I think from the first day I've met you, you've struck me as somebody that is so concerned about people knowing what's going on with them and that's why I decided okay you've got to come on my podcast (laughs) and you're talented yes not everybody can go on a computer and record a podcast and speak to different people all over the world so I really admire that in you and also you are independent and yeah, you did mention when you talked about being independent that you didn't go to the normal school for the blind. What's the story behind that? Right. I wasn't born visually impaired. It was a doctor who caused it. I was supposed to be born in the month of August, but instead I was born in the month of May. So I was a premature baby. Oh. I weighed about, uh, I was a little rat, 15 pounds and something ounces. 
my father said that he could he he could hold me in the palm of his hands, just one oh, hand. He must yes. have been so tiny. You're still tiny. Very tiny. Anyway. Very tiny. So the doctor didn't shelter my eyes properly. I was in the incubator. Oh. And instead of her doing the proper instructions or doing the proper procedure, she she allowed my eyes to 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 to, to damage. And even even her own son has the same uh, uh, disability as me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So my parents sued the hospital and her for what is called medical negligence. And up to this day, this case is a really famous case. It's it's in it's on Google. A lot of doctors and lawyers and judges use it oh. to make reference to other medical uh, medical negligence cases. Oh right. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. That's, you have grown used to it right now, but yes. how has life been? I mean, born with a disability like that. And that when you wow. know it's not actually something that you were supposed to be with. All right. So life has up and down moments. Yeah. But let me start from baby come up. Mm-hmm. All right. So in Jamaica, the Caribbean, and part of the UK, we have what is called prep school or primary school. No, the prep school is for it's the prep school is public school. The prep school is private school, and the primary school is public school. So I went to the prep school, and I have a cousin who is a teacher, and she said you need to learn the letters of the alphabet and the numbers. And my parents were like, "How is she going to do that? If she doesn't know Braille." So there's this thing in construction work called sandpaper, where the construction guys use it to smooth down the building or the concrete. So my cousin, she found sandpaper and she sat down and cut out all 26 letters of the alphabet and all the numbers. And I was able to feel them with my hands. Oh, wow. Yes. My parents invested in hardcover books that were big print, big line prints I could write on them. When I was in the third grade of prep school, my parents had to invest in personal assistants or in Trinidad, they call them shadow. So that person would accompany from school to home, read and write for me, assist me in exams in terms of reading the the content and write my answers on the paper. When I was in the sixth grade, we did what is called the grade six achievement test, common entrance where you do that test in order for you to go to high school. So we were wondering, how is that going to work? So the Ministry of Education got in touch with my parents and the school for me to meet with Dr. Hicksfeld Douglas. I'm going to put you on to him because he's also a disability advocate. He's a retired special education officer. So he came to the school and he sat with my parents first and the principal to see how best I could be accommodated. And the ministry employed a reader writer. So instead of having my personal assistant and to let it be fair to myself and the other students and the entire Jamaican public, that the ministry would employ someone to read and write for my exams. They did that. And Dr. Doug, Dr. Douglas is an inspiration. I'm gonna I'm gonna let him come on your program. He is such an inspiration. He's also blind, and he's special. He was he's retired, special education officer for those persons with special needs. Uh, also, Mr. Uh, Vivian Blake. I'm gonna put you on to him as well. He is now the special education officer for persons with special needs in Jamaica. So he would 
go to different schools across the island and see how these persons are doing, get them help where, where, where needed. So I passed for the Arden High School. Now, here's the interesting thing now. The high school, they accommodated persons who are physically challenged. They oh. never accommodated a person with a visual challenge. Mm. So it was a difficult. difficult. It would have been difficult. Yes. So Dr. Douglas, he came to the school, sensitized the teachers, the students. And before I came to the school, it was a little awkward because I'm like, okay, I was, <laughs> it was just a weird moment. But when I came to the school now, I thought that persons would treat me a, dif- a little bit differently. But no, just the same. Oh. So I came in grade seven, the, the, the fir- we call it first form. I came there. I was, I was student council representative. Oh. I was president of the Red Cross Society. So people treated me normal. So despite my disability, they didn't look at me like, oh yeah, so what? Okay, fine. You, you know, but you know, people just treated me with respect and dignity. And I was a popular girl in school. I was drama queen in terms of, I, I, I wrote a lot of school plays. I used to be on the dance committee. So life had its down moments to the point where when I was in the 10th grade, we had to start choosing our subjects for what is called CXC, Caribbean Examinations Council. In UK, I know they call it O-levels. Yeah, we call it GCSE. Or A-levels. We call right. it GCSE, yes. Right. So I had to choose that in order for me to go to university. And it was difficult for me to choose my subjects because I said, mommy, I want to become a dentist. She was like, what? You know, because she was shocked because she's like, how are you going to do that? And you can't see properly. And everybody was just shocked. So my career options were a dentist, a judge, a lawyer, (laughs) a teacher, all of that stuff. So I had difficulties choosing my career, my, my career path. Yeah. So although I chose my subjects, I passed them. I got through and I did the upper level of high school, uh, 12 and 13 grade. And then when it was time for me to attend university now, a problem lies there again because I did, know, I did not know computer. I did know Braille. I learned computer back in grade nine, the ninth grade. And so I'm really fluent right now with the computer. So when my father assisted me in the application process for university, I had problems again, choosing my faculty choices. So, and then I was there saying, how am I going to be independent? How am I going to do this? How am I going to know the campus? There, someone told me and said, there's an office of special student services on the campus. So there I got in contact with Ms. Cardoza, who is the person in charge of the office of special student services. So there you receive voluntary assistance. You receive extra hours for your exam time. It's a home away from home. Because, you know, remember, you know, back in high school and prep school, I'm used to the personal system thing. So it took me a while to adjust to be independent on my own. So while I was in grade 10 and 11 and grade 13 and 12, my personal assistant, Miss Yannick Price, she taught me, along with my parents, how to be independent how to tape record my notes, how to ask questions, how to get ready for that world of work, that world of independence. As such, I went to university back in 2015. My first year was really a waste of time year, an idle year, in that 
I used to sit around, talk to guys, don't do nothing at university. I was just there. Because remember, as I said, I'm still getting used to being independent, right? And when I got used to the volunteers and I got used to the office now, that summer, I was, my father received a letter from the university that they're going to re- they're gonna withdraw me from the campus, as in take me off campus because my grades were low. I wasn't focused. But I said, you know what? I have to go back. I have to do this. And during the summertime, I had no fun. I went to straight summer school, straight summer school, and I passed my courses. I passed them. And there were two to three courses that gave me a hard time. They are math courses. What are those courses? Math courses. Right. Why do you think they gave you problems? Because, again, I don't know Braille. And the average person who is blind and no Braille they would have a better advantage of me because they would get tactile stuff to do the math with. For me now, I would have to read it or someone would have to explain to me, which takes a majority longer time for me to get, right? And that takes time off the set time that you are supposed to answer. Exactly. Do they give you extra times as part of your support through the university? Yes, you do get extra time. You get a one hour extra for your exams. Okay. We also get academic support units, as in the liaison officer would uh, would talk to the different faculties and get a one on one tutor to sit with us to go over the math courses. Okay. Right. So year after year after year, I would fail those math courses. Yes, year after year after year. Thank you to actually because this is something I see common in people who have disabilities. Maths, it's always like a problem for them to grasp. Not that right. not that they can't process it, but right. it's just the length of time it requires. And the formulas to... and the, the, the different methodologies we use yes. so we can learn it quicker. So let me give another example. I did a minor in Spanish. So my major is entrepreneurship and a minor in Spanish and law. Now, one of the topics in Spanish we had to do was the map, Central Latino, the map. Now, I have to give thanks and credit to Dr. Nina Bruni, now the head of the Spanish department. She said, I need you to learn this map. But how? I didn't know what she did, girl. She stood up. She stayed up late one night. She got cardboard box, hair gel grass, tree leaf, yarn, and made the entire map of Central Latina. And I passed that course. Oh, that's so nice and thoughtful. I still, I have that map right on my dresser. (laughs) That should be a treasure. Yes. You heard what I said? Hair gel, cardboard box. I know. Tree leaf, grass. Just to make a big map of Central Latino. Wow. I passed that course. So just wow. to take you back a bit, you know, sure. you said when you were in your secondary school, so to say, mm-hmm. you were treated like a normal kid, no special yes. attention. And yes. this helped you to be the best you could be. Yes. Because you weren't just singled out for any special treatment. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think 
this is all about. People, we do need some support, but give us a level of confidence. Give us that freedom to be independent, to do things and figure out things on our own. And it took you a while when you got to university now, because you were not used to being in that kind of environment. You right. Braille, you didn't, you knew how to use a computer. But at that time, was there no computer that you could have used in the university system? Or what was it that actually made things different at that time? What made things different for me is that the independent level, as in learn how to use my cane, learn how to ask certain questions, learn how to tape record my notes, just learning how to have that mindset that, you know, hey, no one is going to be around you of such anymore. You have to get used to it. So as I said, I didn't go to school for the blind. And as such, my parents were in their cynic moments, doubtful moments. They didn't really want me to go there. That's not a story by itself off air, but they didn't want me to go there. And as such, I had to go the hard way. Yeah. Thank you. Right. I still understand that there are things that you would struggle with from even getting dressed. And yes. Having yes. your normal daily activities, like <laughs> moving around, even in the house. How do you get your head around that? All right. What can I say? Because I have some level of sight, I use up what I have and I'm, and I'm grateful for what I have. The author, motivational speaker, Oprah Winfrey, she said, be thankful for what you have. Yeah. For you will end up having more. But if you are not thankful for what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. So I'm thankful for this little sight and I'm proud of it. So I'm a fashionista and sometimes my mother and I, we wear the same size clothes. Sometimes she tends to mix up my clothes with hers. (laughs) And I say, mom, this is not, this is not mine. This is yours. How do you know it's not yours? Honestly, it's hard to explain. I just know uh, my stuff. Yeah, because I, just I know. Think, yes, do you rely more on certain senses more than others to make up for the loss of the sight? I rely on my sight and I rely on my strategic planning. I did a course at university called Strategic Planning, the framework. I set my stuff a certain way. So I know that this goes here, this goes there. <laughs> I just use my, my strategic planning to to work my way, my, my way around. My sisters know that they're not supposed to put things in the way because I will easily trip over them or hit myself into certain stuff or anything. So it's difficult, but as time goes by, they get used to it and used to it and used to it. And it's just awesome. But let me just say quickly though, that my parents found it difficult and they still do find it difficult at times to get to the fact that I have a disability. But... As time goes by, it gradually it, it gradually uh, improve. Yeah, of course, every parent struggles with their kids' disabilities. Because, right. Yes, when you have a kid, you just want this kid to be perfect, and then when they say, "Okay, this kid is struggling with this," even kids that don't have disabilities, when they're struggling with something, maybe they have emotional struggles, it breaks their hearts. So, right. Yes. I understand when you say your parents still struggle with you having a disability. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. parents struggle till the last. <laughs> they, were, they overcompensate for different right. things. They like, okay, they, they shower your, your attention 
at the expense of other kids, if you get mm -hmm. what I mean. Yes, they want I do. you to have everything. They want they don't life to be perfect for you, but life is less than perfect for everybody. Yes. Parents have to understand that, okay, kids with disability, yes, they got the disabilities, but you've got to love them and still love the other kids the same way, the same level, shower them the same level of love. Don't overcompensate, but just be there to support them. Give them whatever they need, but give them that level of independence as well. That will give them the confidence to live on their own when yes. that time comes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way I see it. And that's the way I explain it to parents. And sometimes, yes, it's just a parents thing they, everywhere in the world as well. It's not just about uh, this person. Everywhere in the world. I think I read on, on the internet, um, Katie Price. She's yes. finally letting a kid, 18-year-old boy with disability, she's finally letting him go into a home. You know, I know it's, it's heartbreaking. There's no way you have a kid that has a disability that you just want to hold to that kid and say, oh, yes, I would help you through this. I will help you through that. I will... Um, but you can't you right. will be there through their life so they just need to have that level of independence to make life to make their own mistakes and learn to do things their own way so I really admire Kitty Price for doing that and I yes. know I admire your parents for even allowing you oh, to yes. go to that school and uh, without any support and because you were you were probably the first kid in the school that had a sight impairment yes one of the teachers she left the school a couple years ago she said because my sisters go to the same school as me now she said to my sister i miss i, I miss tanika you know why because she has left a legacy at the school you know, and I'm, I'm just so touched by that. I left a legacy, oh, you know, yes. there. You know, it's, it's just it's just awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Let me talk about your podcast a bit. What's your podcast called? Uh, Culturama with Beaver. Tell me what motivates you as a podcaster. What keeps it going? You, the people. <laughs> you, my listeners. You, my fans. You, my friends, you, my family, everybody, just the, the, just you, the listeners alone, give me your feedback, whether it's positive or negative. The feedback alone just gives me, keeps me going. The stories, the, I don't know, it's just awesome. I know, yeah, thank you. Well, the listeners keep us going and we have to keep the listeners going as well. So it's a yes, two-way yes. thing. Yes, it, we just have to keep making great podcasts giving them great content and this is right. why, what i love right. about podcasting it's something that you could do at a time like this to lift people's confidence especially with this pandemic of course of course and i'm gonna share with you some persons that will be great and valuable for your podcast trust me people again listen to this latest podcast is just a, a, a source of inspiration Oh, thank you so much. Yes. You're welcome. So, so how has the pandemic changed your style of podcasting? Wow. Good question. Good question. 
tough to answer. You know why? Because it has changed me a lot. I don't know where to start. It has changed me spiritually, technology-wise. Okay, let me start with technology-wise. Okay. I'm able to research more different ways or avenues of communicating to the world. Because back then, we I'm used to calling people on the phone. Hence why I said in Princess Tia, the E means emailing. I'm always emailing people. Because persons always say, before this pandemic, persons always say, why don't you email? Why are you always calling on the phone or WhatsApping? I'm like, oh, okay. That's email. That's the way to go now. Email, email, email. So technology-wise, as I said, finding different ways of communicating to the world, different ways of recording the people, not just on Zoom. I've found whole heap of platforms to record my guests, whole heap of platforms to, to do webinars, even spiritually, or should I say mentally, in terms of who I am as a person, the position I am in now to stay home <laughs> because I love going out. I love to socialize. So my mom has to be reminding me that little girl, you're at home. It's a pandemic. Stay home. So <laughs> social distance, wear your mask. So, so it has affected me in a positive way, I would say. And it has allowed me to even meet new people like you, you know, oh. see who you are as a person. Check out your podcast, your blog, wherever you are, you know, and just build that bond. So it's awesome. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, I do agree. The pandemic, people being at home has made us to discover our hidden skills. (laughs) The skills that we had that we never used, you know, we never knew. I mean, people would never have known to do a podcast over Zoom, over different apps across the world. Exactly. There's so many of them. You can't even pick and choose. You don't know where to start. So it's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes. And also, um, the only thing is that this staying at home, it impacts on mental health. Yes. Yes. That sometimes, like you say, we're up and down. I feel sometimes I feel, I feel trapped yeah I feel trapped exactly that's the word yeah I feel trapped like a lion I need to get out I'm a social person I'm somebody that just does not like being in my company and I, I like my time being in my company for a while but not always yes 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 so yes, yes the mental health aspect has been bad and I think it's going mm. to spiral Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For the oh, next yes. couple of months, but hopefully we will get back to normal as soon as possible. Where are your social media platforms that people can connect with you? I just want people to know about your podcast. It's great. You, you talk to different people. You talk about different disabilities and you're so passionate about taking this stigma of disabilities and you are a good example of somebody that's taking the stigma of this disability because you are independent and you live a life of example. Thank you. So let me just backtrack a bit because my podcast is the, the target audience is persons with special needs. And at some point my parents found it difficult as in why are you targeting those persons? Why? I said, mommy and daddy, listen, our voices need to be heard. Yeah. There is not enough platforms out there for people 
to hear us. And as such, I want to be able to provide that suitable, flexible, fun-loving platform for you to come and hear your voice. Cry if you must. We want the public to feel what you're going through and help us in the best way we, way we can. So my business is called Creative Minds Business Development Services, and I provide post podcasting services and motivational speaking services and podcasting consultations. I currently have a promotional going on for persons who are entrepreneurs, motivational speakers, life coaches, book authors. If you'd like to promote your products or services at a cost of $60, US you can get in touch with me at 1-876-877-5833. That's 1-876-877-5833. That number is available on WhatsApp, FaceTime, Telegram, Google Duo. You can email me at creativeminds.ja at gmail.com. That's K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-M-I-N-D-S dot J-A at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash creativeminds underscore. You can find me on Facebook Culturama with Diva, that's K-U-L-C-H-A-R-A-M-A, space with, space Diva, D-I-V-A. You can find my podcast on the following platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Podcatcher, and any other uh, podcast platforms out there. Thank you so much. Do you have the last word for people? Okay, let let me put this in two parts. Yeah. For persons without disabilities and you're listening to this program, always remember that life is a journey. Live good, love God, and help those around you. And for those persons with disabilities, my motto is focus on your ability and not your disability. What is your ability? To do the best you can do. Don't allow your disability to hinder you. What is your disability? Whether it is a physical challenge, visual challenge, don't put that any mind. Just show the world that you can be the best person you can be. Oh, thank you so much, Princess. It's been so great having you on my podcast. Most welcome. I look forward to having you again. Of course, I, I, I'll be collaborating with you again for Definitely. more episodes. And people, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be interviewing her on my podcast so you guys <laughs> can hear the different side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. You guys want to tune in for that. Thank yes. you. Have an amazing afternoon. You're most welcome. Bye, people. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please download and share with your friends and family and on social media platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, IAT Radio, Listening Notes, Podchaser, Good Pods, Radio Public, Stitcher, Deezer, Pocket Cast, Himalaya, and anywhere you listen to your podcast. Please leave a review, comments, or feedback on our social media platforms on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and also on our website www.podbean forward slash midmusings.com. Thank you very much.